Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the Re-Educating Dad podcast, the weekly cross-generational daddy-daughter talk show. This is episode 21. My name is Tony Coe, otherwise known as Big Tone, and here is my opposite number and supremely talented and opinionated daughter, Tony Coe Brooker, otherwise known as Lil Tone. How are you, Tony? Okay, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. You may notice I'm standing up. Why are you standing up? I'm standing up because I my back is beginning to play up, and I think it's because I'm sitting down too much, not very well. So I've decided that I'm getting back to my stand. I've got a stand-up desk, which I've had for many years, but don't use nearly enough. So I'm motivated by the beautiful view of the Breeden Hill that I have out of my home office. I'm looking at that looking at you and uh standing up with a nice straight back which is but apparently the screen. which is apparently something that we should all do okay so uh last week in episode 20 we did a couple of things we announced our name change from the co-show to your favorite monica <laughs> re-educating dad <laughs> Monica. Well, isn't that what Monica is? A name attached to something. Anyway, uh, we we you mentioned that that was not actually your idea. You said it came from somebody called Carly. Yeah, my friend Carly. How did that arise? I told her that I was doing a podcast with my dad, and she laughed and said, "Ha ha ha ha! Reeducating dad." <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you all do. You try and indoctrinate your parents with your. Well, that's what you do when we're growing up, isn't it? With your woke views. <laughs> your wokey views. So we announced our name change, which seems to have gone down well. Uh, we also discussed left versus right. Is socialism the answer? When uh, you started again talking very much like a Tory. I didn't. But... Uh, yeah, so we we um, we explored that a bit, and a, a lot of interesting things came out of that. We, you may remember that that was caused by one of our listeners from the United States, Laurie Hines, um, who had uh, said that she'd wanted to hear more about what we touched on in episode nineteen at the end, which was essentially the the whole question of socialism, and uh, when we talked about fat cat salaries and whether there should be a limit on that that sort of thing and she said that she wanted to hear more of that and uh, so we got into that last week uh and we've you and i discussed what we were going to talk about this week and we said well why don't we talk about the american election i think that was your idea uh, but then this morning i i saw that there was a, a message uh, a very considered uh text from uh, or rather comment from Laurie, which I think you've seen also, which we haven't discussed. Um, and I thought that's where, we since she is American, and we were talking, going to talk about American politics, I thought that we should start with that, because I think she said some very interesting things. And I'd like to hear what you've got to say about them, because as I, we haven't discussed this at all. So I'll be very interested to hear what you do have to say. So she said, I listened to episode 20. Uh, then she says she admits to being a dumb American, very self-effacing. I don't think dumb. 
No, uh, she's just she's just being self-effacing. Um, she's not dumb at all, which is quite clear from what she's written. Um, who doesn't know a lot about UK politics? Well, if you don't, Laurie, if you don't think you know a lot about UK politics, you're going to find out that we know even less, or <laughs> I know even less about American politics. And then you go on to say, um, I was able to follow your discussion well. It is interesting, uh, Tony. What? Let's start there, because. It is an interesting question she's asked me. Uh, I said last week that I inherited my father's political views because I was saying, why is it that you guys, you, your sisters, why, why is it you're so left wing in your, in your, in your views? Um, and why your, your political views and those of your peers seem to be so different from, in many cases, your parents' views. So she says to me, why did you inherit your father's viewpoint? How, what do you think the answer to that is, Tony? Why did you, mm. why did you inherit your dad's? Mm -hmm. Because of your upbringing? That's it? Or because you've built a business out of nothing um, and made it profitable. And then, therefore, why would you want to share that success with people that don't work? I think that oh, that's... Oh, boy. <laughs> that's not that's not my opinion well when we've talked about when we've talked about taxing wealthy people before you and christine have said that it's because you, you don't agree with it because it's essentially stealing from people that have made their own wealth that you're stealing from them that that taxing people with higher well that's a bit different than saying i don't want to share i th I, I i hope that i have run my business in a way that shows that I do want to share. Um, I, th I think I've always rewarded, um, uh, compensated people that work with me uh, well. Oh, no, I don't know anything about that. That's not what I'm talking but that, about. But that's, that is, that's part of sharing. Um, I'm know. talking about being taxed. I'm talking, you yeah. know, talking about taxing millionaires and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, well, we can, we can come back to that. I, I, I would like to try and... I would like to give my take on my answer to what the question, Tony, why did you just inherit your father's viewpoint? It's a very good question. And I haven't really thought about it before. When I said it last week, it was just something that popped out of my head. Um, and without any thought, I, I think the answer, Laurie, is that my father's viewpoint made sense to me. Um, so, and I wouldn't describe him as a, a, a heavily right-wing person, and I wouldn't describe myself as a heavily uh, right-wing person. But I, it did make sense that uh, you need to reward the, the people who generate wealth. Uh, you need to reward them. You need to compensate them properly. We can talk more about that in a minute, perhaps. And if you don't do that, then they don't create wealth. And if they don't create wealth, nothing, nobody gets anything. You can't have hospitals, you can't have schools, you can't have roads, you can't have a police force, you can't have nurses, doctors. None of these things are going to be uh, possible to fund without wealth creation because it's wealth, it, it's ultimately it's wealth that gets taxed and that therefore has to be created. Simple, simple as that. Um, I, I, of course, lived through the three-day week. Are you aware what that was, Tony? No. Okay, but you've heard about Margaret Thatcher's and, and the coal miners' strike. 
right? Yeah. Well, there, there was a time uh, back in the, in the 70s when essentially the lights kept going out because the coal miners were striking. Mm. Um, and uh, the, the government at the time was a Tory government, Edward Heath's government, and uh, uh, the, the, the coal miners' union was, was very powerful, very, very powerful. And they were able, really, to bring the country largely to a, a grinding halt, the economy largely to a grinding halt. And I, I can remember being in my office with a gas lamp, you know, trying to, trying to get work done while they were, they were striking. And the, the, what came off, Edward Heath's government was totally incapable of dealing with that. And what came after that was Margaret Thatcher, and Margaret Thatcher was the daughter of a corner shop grocer, grocer um, very much salt of the earth guy, not a wealthy guy or anything, well, not wealthy parents. And she essentially, you know, she believed in you, you work hard, you, 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 know, you, you get rewarded properly. Um, and she came in and she took a very tough line against the uh, coal miners and brought that to an end. And I applauded that. I, you know, and my father certainly applauded it, and it got, it, it was exactly what the country needed. Now, there's a lot of criticism of Margaret Thatcher's politics, but one of the main things that she did, which was of a huge benefit, was that she allowed people and encouraged people to buy their council houses, their government-provided housing, at very attractive rates, and it was a masterstroke. Um, because, it, you know, people love to own their own home, right? You love, you, you own a lovely house in, in Hastings. And people love that. They love to be able to have, have something of their own that they can invest in. And she enabled that. And that was an absolute game changer. She made some mistakes after that, the most notable of which was the introduction of the poll tax, uh, which was a complete and utter failure and probably led to her political demise did lead, I think you can say, to her political demise. But all of that thinking made sense to me. Um, does that help? I mean, I don't agree with you. No, we'll push back by all means. I don't want to push back. I don't think that she was a great person and did great things for the UK. No, but you don't think Winston Churchill was either. No, I don't. Yeah. He let thousands, hundreds of thousands of people suffer. You know, it's just this, it's this whole thing of privilege again, isn't it? I don't think so. I, I, I think We're an empire, I, therefore we will we will survive and and let and stamp on everyone else. No, I, I don't think Winston wow. Churchill was that kind of person at all. I mean, he he comes from a different age, a different era where thinking was very different. Like we've discussed this before, your grandparents thought in a, a very different way. You don't you you never say that they were bad people, but they, they didn't. Were bad people, but they also. No leading the country no. they, didn't, they, they didn't lead to thousands of people starving to death you know and I don't think that, that you know I think that Margaret Thatcher uh, destroyed thousands of jobs she participated in social housing crisis um, she was part you know sowed seeds for the NHS privatization um, she abolished even like you well, know, the, the, the NHS has not been privatized 
<laughs> Where does that come from? The NHS is a public... It wasn't, her, Dad. it wasn't down to her. You have to take each of these people into account, their own values. I'm not a fan of Margaret Thatcher. And and I think that you, you're just painting a, 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 a nice picture of her. I think she, she might have done some good things, but... Well, I'm she, answering the question that was put to me. No, the question, but I, I the, think that you, the reason why you went with your dad's values is because of your context. You were brought up in a certain way. You went to private school. You lived in a nice neighborhood. You know, that, that, is the, that is the life that you knew. And it's the life that I knew until I moved away to a much more diverse area. You know, you've never lived in, a, in a, an impoverished area before. You know, you've never mixed with people that can't feed their children or have, you know, disabilities or, you know, stuff like that. And I, and I think that people, people's, um, people tend to cling to what they know until they actually invest in, in, in getting, you know, in proper research and unbiased research and, you know, educate themselves. Well, I'm not sure where you get unbiased research from because it seems to me that people like the research that agrees with their position um, and tend to... Well, you, you think that you read unbiased research? I think you? I read it. Did you, say? you always say that you get your, your information from an unbiased place. Well, I go further than that, I hope. I, I always try to... to listen to the arguments on the other side and that's one of the reasons why i enjoy our discussions because you do bring um viewpoints that i need to listen to and i and i i enjoy hearing them and also responding to them and i want to try and listen in order to hear and not listen to merely respond but the answer to the question why did i just inherit my father's viewpoint is i I, it made sense to me. I don't think that I would have taken on board his political viewpoint if it didn't make sense to me. For instance, I'm not a religious person. Um, I don't believe there's any. I don't believe there is any god that that um, that intervenes in, in in any way. There may not be any kind of being at all that uh, super being. Uh, super parent that that's guiding us all. I don't think there is. I think it's all a matter of happenstance. Uh, but my father was. My my father was a religious man, a Roman Catholic, and and uh, you know believed in very much, very much a believer. I didn't inherit that. Um, I I thought skeptically about it. I think your position on religion is similar to to mine, if not identical. Um, so, uh, so I don't think I just inherited it because it was my my parents' position. I think I took it on board because it made sense to me. Um, so Laurie goes on to say, um, I suppose part of of that, and I think she's uh, when she says that she's talking about the fact that she didn't take on her her, her parents. Viewpoint. She says, most of my friends and I have very different viewpoints from our parents. And she puts that down to the Vietnam War and the old never trust anyone over 30 saying. Have you ever heard that? I haven't. I hadn't heard that either. Um, so I looked it up. I'd, it seems to have come from a... Um, a left-wing activist called Jack Weinberg, who 
threw it out there. I think he was being interviewed at some point and threw it out there. I think he's sin- he has since disavowed uh, that statement um, because it's, if you like, it's an it's an it's another form of bigotry, isn't it? Ageism uh, to simply cast off the opinions of a whole group of people simply because of their age is probably not a very good thing to do. What did, what did you think about that when you read that? Um, well, I mean, it is ageist and I can kind of understand why he's saying that because if you think about the recent election, the biggest majority of um, voters were 60 plus and it, you know, the government's really not going to be affecting them in the long term, is it? It's actually the younger generation that are going to have to live with all the changes that are made. So in a way, I kind of understand it because I felt quite angry that I was saying to like, you know, family members, that this is this is the world, that this is the UK that we want. This is the government that we want at this age. And you're ignoring us and you're not you're not even going to have to face the repercussions of it. So I can kind of understand it from that point of view. And I also don't think it's right. I don't think that's that's democracy to just rule out an age, a whole group of people. I mean, I'm over 30, so that would rule me out, wouldn't it? And it still has an impact on me and my, my age group. Okay. So this moves us into talking about the um, American election. Uh, I think both of us would agree that we're not very particularly knowledgeable about the American political system. What I would say is that from my experience, um, and I did live seasonally in Florida for 13 years, um, from my experience, I would say that left and right in, in America is very different to left and right uh, in the UK. So my views are <laughs> my views are a million miles away from Donald Trump's views. Um, and I am a, you know, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of the National Health Service, very big supporter of that. I believe it's a gem of our system. Uh, Laurie says that uh, she's not far left. Uh, she's left-leaning, and I would describe myself as f- certainly not far right, but right-leaning. So I would say I'm in the centre, but leaning more towards the right side than the left side. Laurie says she's not a big Bernie supporter. She doesn't say why, and it would be very interesting to know why, um, because you you are a big Bernie supporter, I believe. I really like him. I just, you know, he came over to Brighton and he did a, um, he did a talk that Tom and I went to and just had similar values to Corbyn, really. And um, I just... Well, I bought you his book, didn't I? Cause I you did. I, I would say he was nowhere near as far left as Corbyn. No, he isn't, but we're talking mm. about the US here. <laughs> and actually, I would say you're nowhere near as, as left as, uh, as, as Corbyn, actually, from, what you've said, from the things that you've said to me. I've just had a look at the polls, and uh, Biden's in the league at, lead at the moment. Yes, he is. Um, Slightly. Depends what you, what, it depends whose opinion you listen to. The Sun seems to be saying that the Sun is a UK tabloid newspaper. Oh, this is I'm on BBC News at the moment. Yeah, well, good choice, I would say, because that's um, more more independent. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it does look to me, looking at various sources, that, that Joe Biden is ahead. Um, however, there's a long way to go, isn't it? Is it the 13th of November? Was it the third like November anyway? Tom and I were literally going to be leaving on the on the third of November. So oh, to go to, to go to the you were going to the US, right? Yeah, we were. We were going to Massachusetts, and um, we would have been leaving just as it was all kicking off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have actually been a really interesting time to be in America because we just don't experience elections like that over here. We don't experience the money, the campaigning, the you know, the crowds. It's kind of crazy really isn't it well it it does seem that there's a lot more money involved there in in terms of who is going to succeed to become the leader um the president you know you you have got to be a multi-billionaire haven't you yeah you yeah you do i mean that's what it's looking like to me you certainly don't have to be anything like that in the uk although on both sides of the house, it's interesting to see prominent people always seem to come from wealth, don't they? Yeah. Both sides. Corbyn wasn't an exception to that. I mean, he's a wealthy man, uh, but nowhere near as perhaps as wealthy. As, I don't actually, I, I mustn't comment on that because I don't really have a, a good idea of his wealth situation at all. I just know he's not, he's not poor. <laughs> But, uh, you know, people like uh, Keir Starmer and... A little house. A very, very tiny, modest little house. Uh, yes, he does. But I think that's a choice. <laughs> um, you should learn how to live like other people. Yeah. I, well, as I say, it's a choice. He's learning to live, but it's, it's an education rather than a requirement brought about by his financial yeah. status. It's very hard to understand how someone who lives in the White House with all the food and clothing that they want, surrounded by all the security that they want, the best medication, you know, healthcare and stuff like that, how they can possibly understand the, the struggles of, of people that can barely even afford to feed their children or get mm. work or, mm. you know, hold down a job or have a house. Like, it, it, there's such a huge disparity there. It's, I think that you... That's why I like um, Alexandra Ocasia. Is that how you pronounce it so much? Don't know. Who's that? Uh... She's a MP for, uh, I think it's Brooklyn. Let me just double check. But she's amazing. So a United States, a US politician you're talking about? Yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I know, now I know who you mean. It, it, I, as soon as you add the Cortez name, I, I know who you mean. Oh, yes. I'm just trying to work out which Very name. interesting she woman. She's a part of New York, doesn't she? Yeah, well. Uh, the 14th District. Right. Um, but she's 30 years old. <laughs> she's, she's a pistol. She's, she's a pistol, that, that woman, no. Um, got a lot of time for her. But, uh, yeah, so, but it's interesting. Well, it's, it, it is interesting the way politicians on both sides of the divide um, in the UK come from wealth. Why is that? Well, I don't think it, it's true all the way down the chain. I think that... Uh, prominent people. politicians people people that are either in the government or in the shadow government well yeah the opposition you know they, they tend to be wealthy people um so uh, but again the american system seems to 
be absolutely require that, that their pre, their presidential candidates have got to be super super wealthy to get anywhere. I think that's a problem. Of course it is. Yeah. We run on capitalism. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think you said yourself that Bernie Sanders it, it comes from a capital position. I mean, he's yes. not. So he's a, he believes in social democracy. So he believes in he does believe in some capitalism. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't believe in capitalism at all because I think that it's it is actually a positive thing for young people to have some some freedom um, and opportunity to build from the ground up. But mm. that's only because I haven't experienced the opposite, you know. And I'm open minded to experiencing what uh, socialism is like. You know, it does sound um, idyllic, but that is what it's, it's supposed to be. It's a, it was like it's a. I think that socialism was originally called like utopian so socialism. So yeah, but it, it's never worked, and it never can work. Well, you don't know that. Well, show me a place where it's worked. No, because we haven't had it yet. We haven't had a successful version of socialism yet. And I actually really, really, like I said before, I believe in the the last you know, the Labour manifesto that was put in the last election. Well, the one that was rejected um, wholeheartedly by the country. I don't believe that. We already know about Russian interference. You can keep saying things like that to me, but it's not... But then how do you determine who wins and who loses in a... a... We we need to have a process that is clean, and it is not clean at the moment. Well, all you can do is all you can do is try and make it as fair as you possibly can, and it may not be as fair as you po- as it as it can be. But like we were talking last week about equality, and you saying we've made almost no progress, and me saying well, we've actually made a lot of progress. You, all you can do is improve, and uh, as you go on, but democracy has, for all its faults, is the best system that we've been able to find. And, and capital it because you need to have loads of money. It's a, that is a that is a defect in it which needs to be ironed out. I I agree with that. Similarly, playing it, so it down by saying that it's a defect. No, it is a defect. It out a huge majority of the populate population. It means that we end up with boys that come through, you know, King's College or Eton College or whatever that you know come from money that have the best resources in terms of, again, education and contacts, it rules out, pretty, it rules out people like me, you know? Power has always done that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean... From the beginning of time, yes. But what are you going to... You, I, you know, it, it's easy to throw rocks, but you need you to need come up with... For people on the ground that actually have great ideas and have actually made huge progress in their local areas that's what i think we need to do i think we should have we should almost have subsidized positions for people that work on the ground with people you know that you know what do you do doctors and and educators and you know people that run community groups sure what do you do about the fundamental problem of not being able to pay for things without wealth generation. Well, I don't really know how having a fair government has anything to do with wealth generation. Well, whether it does or whether it doesn't, you you you, you need to put in place. You've got your so you're you're throwing rocks at two things. One, democracy, because you're saying that it's essentially all rigged and unfair. No, I believe in democracy. I believe in democracy, but I don't. 
believe that our process is democratic right now. I think there's too much dirty business going on. How do you get rid of that? All the time. How do you get rid of that? Um, I think that we have to have uh, tighter policies and processes. And, and, you know, I think that... um, I think that people. I think that um, politicians should be punished when they do things that are not ethical. You know, um, where they're spinning lies, and I, I don't. I don't think that. You know, if you're in a courtroom, you wouldn't be allowed to just spin lies about the opposition. The judge would tell you off. They would just say that's hearsay or that's that's irrelevant or you know stick to the point. We, that doesn't happen in these election. This doesn't happen in these campaigns, you know. Both both, both sides parties, always say the other one is lying. Yeah, but both sides you have used ugly press, you know, like the Sun and stuff like that, to spin lies about the other the others, and they've you know done these awful smearing campaigns. Who wants to engage in politics that's this ugly? Nobody. It's awful. Uh, well, I, I, I accept that. I would not. At this last election, I would not want to be a politician for all the tea in China. I, I, I wouldn't want to be a politician for all the tea in China. I mean, I don't. I, I actually don't really even understand why people go into it. It's, it seems to me a it's, fool's it's, errand. It's a which you can get paid really well without being very qualified. <laughs> well, actually, you can't get paid really well. I mean, you know, these people like Jacob Rees-Mogg and Boris Johnson and all these people could earn far more by not being politicians. They're on like a hundred grand. That's a lot of money. Compared to what they can earn, it's 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 not a lot of money. I'm sure they can put a lot on their uh, on their expense account as well. Still, isn't a lot of money compared to what that's that's what that's what. In all honesty, that's what interests me. I don't, I don't know why people make those decisions uh, other than they are power hungry, I suppose. Right, exactly. or, maybe they, or maybe they do have, a, you know, the, uh, uh, maybe they do want to change the world for the better. I mean, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I earn 20 grand a year. And, you know, that is considered to be an all right salary. <laughs> you know, for, amongst people that work in similar positions. I disagree that a hundred grand is not a lot of money. No, know? no, I'm not saying it's not a lot of money, Tony. It's a lot of money to me. It's a lot of money to you. Yeah. I'm saying it's not a lot of money compared to what they could earn if they were doing that job, if they were to put the time that they're spending on... It's the power as well, isn't it? It's the yes, power. Yes, I've just the, said that. I agree. It's the, you know, they're, they're, they're like celebrities, Yes, so they they obviously get a buzz out of the power. They get a, a buzz out of the celebrity, probably. I, I would I would agree with that. Very well. I mean, but you know, they've also got to put up with all the rocks that get chucked at them. But they probably um, like that. I don't think many people like that. But 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 my core point is, and I and I said the same thing last week. We have to come up with solutions. And I my starting point is you don't. You don't get anything without wealth creation. That's my starting point. That's why I lean to the right, because you have to generate wealth in order to be able to get the income, the revenue, to be able to form an administration to, to manage things. That's what the government does. It's, an, it's their administrators that manage our society for us. But we've already come up with a solution because we both agree that government should be small, it should be localized, and... Mm-hmm. And, you know, it should be answerable to, you know, the, 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 the capital or whatever, you know, if, if someone has a complaint or whatever, then it would go up to the capital. 
but you know, I believe in small government. I believe in in. Um, I believe in small government. government. I, I, I it's music to my ears to hear you say it because again, I, I really think that you're becoming a conservative voter. I'm not. Sir. I know. I know. It's I know. Infuriating me every time that you say that. I'm not. Yes, the lady doth protest too much. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we've come to the end of our 30 minutes. We could have talked for ages. Thank you very much, Laurie, for your very, very interesting comment. Um, and uh, we, we look forward to hearing from more from you and from other listeners. Uh, thank you very much for following us. We, we, as you can tell, we do listen very much to the feedback we are given, and we, we, we love that, uh, that you give us helpful steers as to what we should be discussing uh, please continue to do that you can access the best place to do that is via our facebook page for re-educating dad uh, which is lil tone's mission <laughs> as you can see she's making some progress um, and the best way to access that is to use the um, the uh, website address www.re-educatingdad.com that will take you directly to our Facebook page. Um, so uh, do please share um, um, our podcast with others. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you next time. And by the way, don't forget, you can see us as well as hear us if you go to our um, YouTube channel where we, you'll be able to see, a see us actually recording each week's podcast. Um, so you'll um, find out how to access that on the uh, re-educatingdad.com um, site, which will go to our Facebook page and we'll tell you, you'll see there how that you can um, access that. So again, many, many thanks. It's goodbye from me in Elmley Castle up in the Cotswolds and from my partner in crime. Down in Hastings on the South Coast. South Coast Massive. <laughs> Good to, good to see you all and see you again next week. Thank you very much indeed. Bye for now. Bye.